Well, Coach, we talk a lot about atmosphere, and atmosphere is something we'll obviously touch on with homecoming because it's a special week here at Westlake. However, when you roll out for a big game on the road, something that Westlake has not had to really do with just the way realignment has worked over the last several years and because of the COVID season, a lot of the big games that Westlake has played have been out there at Chaparral Stadium. But going on the road to a different place, a different environment, a place that Westlake has not played before, a team that is on the rise, and that atmosphere, you predicted it, you told everybody what it was going to be, you were there yourself, you experienced it, and it it is very seldom that a big-time high school football game lives up to the hype. That one lived up to the hype. Well, I'll start with the atmosphere. Obviously, hats off to Dripping Springs and their community. What a what a great uh, environment for Texas high school football. Um, you know, I'd had a chance earlier in the year to stop by and, and uh, on our bye week and watch it. And so watch them play. So I'm glad I did because it gave me, you know, that firsthand insight as to what we were going to be going into. And what it was was obviously a packed home crowd with kids and fans all over the fence and in the end zone. And a challenge, to, you know, our Westlake fans and Westlake Nation to get out there and respond just like I knew they were going to do. And uh, luckily, Westlake Nation, our fans and support, they, they had our backs. They all showed up and, and big numbers. Uh, our stands were packed. Their stands were packed. Uh, it was a beautiful night. Obviously, sun going down early now. So when you kick off, it's dark outside. So uh, made for a tremendous environment. Obviously, two great, good football teams, great football teams. Um, before the game was even kicked off, it was everything you'd want. You know, two, two well-ranked you know ranked teams, uh, two well-coached teams. And hopefully it's a precursor for us as to, you know, what playing in November and December is like. And allowed our quarterback to play in a big game. Uh, Paxton to this point had not played in a game. It was only his third start uh, in a game that really had some adversity in, in it. We saw him face some adversity and obviously respond. And then a whole football team, you know, found some adversity in a football game. Uh, played good, sound, complimentary football. Defense, obviously, towards the end of the game, uh, leading the, the turnover charge. But our offense took care of the football. And didn't make any mistakes. Didn't give them any short fields where they could turn it into quick points. Um, our special teams continues to, to execute. We flipped the field on a good, a big punt down in the fourth quarter that I thought was huge. Uh, and then our, our kickoff cover team continues to, to do great things and uh, make them start at the 25-yard line. What we want, we want a team having to go 75 yards to score on us. And so um, there was so many good things that happened in that football game with, with throughout our whole football team. In the fourth quarter, when the lights kind of got the brightest and the stage kind of got the biggest, I think the football team that had been in those situations more times than not are the ones that came out and made the plays to win. You know, maybe the one that hadn't been in that situation as much made some mistakes, you know, and some of those obviously were forced mistakes. Drippy Springs will win a bunch of games for the rest of the year. I think they're a contender in, in the Division Two bracket when they get in the playoffs. Um, obviously, but the story's about Westlake, and it's about uh, our kids rising through adversity of uh, some guys going down, you know, some sh- reshuffling of our offensive linemen going into the game. T.J. Christian moved over to guard, and, and Nat and Stat moved over to center. So that was already uh, different than any other game we played this year. And so to see that change happen really without anybody noticing that that happened, uh, that's a testament uh, to those kids stepping in and being ready for, you know, a curveball that was thrown our way. I know it's different along the offense and the defensive front. And when you have big games like this, you know, I, a lot of people like to talk about quarterback. A lot of people talk about offense. I go a little bit deeper with that because, again, when you lose a guy like TJ and then you shuffle, it's a testament really to how everybody on the offensive line knows everybody else's job. The cross-training element that I don't think a lot of people understand that goes on here at Westlake. It's one thing to have a backup that can play guard and a backup that can play tackle and you just plug them in what Nattenstead was able to do what Paxton Briggle you know he's been preparing for this moment the ability to be seamless in that moment of adversity and for no one to question it and I think that's really the fact you just said it coach the fact that nobody noticed is kind of the same way 
about officials or special teams. If you didn't notice, right. that means it was working. There's no doubt. And like I said, that's a testament to to those players in the offensive line that continue just to work their craft every single day. You know, it's one of those specialties where when everybody else is doing special teams, they're getting an extra 15, 20 minutes of uh, offensive line individual. And that's how we have to be. we got to be able to put our best five on the field, be pigeonholed to having to play one guy because he's the backup left tackle. Well, maybe our right guard, our backup right guard, is the best, next best player. And if that makes us, you know, if we move him to tackle, does that make us a better football team? Then maybe that's the answer. Obviously, cross-training those guys, multiple positions, and those guys being flexible, being able to do that is a big plus to us. And we're going to need that, obviously, as the playoffs go on, as the season unravels. I think also you look at what's going on in previous seasons where a number of guys, you have your five starters, but then you have those guys six, seven, and eight who are not just as good, in some cases better at certain things. And it leads me into my question about the defensive front because we notice it with basketball because you can bring in two to three players at a time. You can bring in five players at a time. We talk about it with hockey because you see a line change. In addition to the shuffling of the offensive line, you got eight guys that can go in and play defensive line at any moment in time. Not only is it a strength, but it also is a a luxury that I don't think a lot of people truly understand when you can shift in four different guys to rush the quarterback. And it showed up in the fourth quarter. No doubt. I mean, uh, if they're keeping the same five out there to to protect and run the ball all day and they're going against eight guys and four new fresh ones every, you know, other series, it's, uh, it takes a toll on you. It takes a toll on obviously your psyche physically to have to play to that speed of a fresh football player every single down. Coach Dunham and, and Coach Vosick, our defensive line coach, do an outstanding job with their D-line preparing those guys, similar to what our offensive line guys do, uh, of, of having depth and actually staying fresh so that we can have pass rush in the fourth quarter. And if we played our ones, you know, the whole game, fourth quarter when it's the most important, we would have dead legs or, you know, mushy legs and not enough get off of the football to really impact the game. And I think what you saw was, yeah, a pass rush in the fourth quarter finally getting home. Obviously, Colton's big strip sack there. Getting the quarterback off his spot a little bit, you know, making him throw it uncomfortable. All those happened in the fourth quarter. It's a byproduct of, you know, the whole game of D-line being fresh and getting after the quarterback. And hats off to those guys of coming in and helping our football team. What do you think it does for a camaraderie standpoint when you have that many players? You've got a lot of potential toxicity that can exist from guys that feel that they should be playing versus the guys that are. And I know that's not a case here, but – Outside looking in, you can kind of see it and go, wow, imagine imagine that room when all of them get to make plays. Right. And I think that's a that's a big testament to how y'all run this ship when it comes to how you run your defensive line room. Yeah, I mean, we obviously want everybody involved. We want the more people involved, the better. It, it lets you coach your kids harder, you know, on Saturday from the tape because they got in there in meaningful reps. Um, you know, we're not great in judging the kids' personality. You know, we love each and every one of these kids. And when we get into the football game and we trust them to go in the game, though, it's that's a different circumstance. We want those kids – their teammates to believe in them first and foremost do, do my teammates believe that i'm gonna go out there and lay it on the line for them and the answer for the most part in this football team is a resounding yes you know these kids playing for each other they're playing hard they understand where they're at in the moment you know they're in the midst of a 47 game win streak now we're looking down out about two more weeks left of a regular season before we go all in and every week we're playing for another week and so our kids understand where we're at in our season uh, they understand it's going to take more than just the starting 11 on offense or defense it's going to take a football team to win a championship. We need our football team to emerge and to have a good football team in the playoffs. How was film on those four turnovers inside of about four minutes of play in the fourth quarter? Probably the best two quarterbacks from a statistical standpoint, from an ability standpoint, from an arm strength standpoint. Those are the best two in the district, arguably. It was those three possessions that led to picks in the third quarter against Anderson 
and the three interceptions and the fumble recovery in those four possessions in the fourth quarter against Austin Novosad. It was about making plays. You know, you know, our model here, it doesn't matter if you're offense or defense, it's we're playing to make plays at Westlake High School. We don't play to not get beat. It's easier said than done, but it's it's a mindset that has to happen. You know, in that situation, we're all up by six points. We could have played soft and conservative and said, hey, I'm not going to get beat deep. You know, I'm going to let them catch everything in front of us. We're going to see if we just can't make it work the ball down the field. Or we say to each other like we did on the sideline was, hey, Courtney, go out there and make a football play. I've seen you make too many in your time. It's time to go make a play. And then the next thing you know, obviously, he'd jump in a glance route because he, he'd prepped it, he'd repped it, he had great technique like he'd been coached to do. He stepped up made a big-time interception. And obviously, before that, it was Colton's big-time strip, uh, strip sack giving us the football right there on the plus side of the field. We get to the spot where he kind of throws us one up, you know, that denim intercepts, and we'll take it. You know, you still and the, the mood in that room at the time was still got to make the play. Even though it was thrown up and it should have been an interception, uh, we've all seen times where that guy just drops it because it's, you're so wide open. For Denham to make that play, obviously, when it was there on the silver platter, that's that's what is expected of him. But yet he did make it. And then uh, for our offense to turn those turnovers into points, the pass to Chambers down there on the sideline, you still got to make it. And it's one of the hardest throws ever for a quarterback is when they're wide open. And the hardest catch is for a receiver when you're wide open. And our kids made it. Seven threw the ball, ten caught the pass. Obviously, we had good protection in the back end to allow that to happen. So, you know, there were so many good things that came from that football game. I think the trust in our football team continues to grow week week after week. I was happy about that, the fact that uh, each kind of fed off each other. You know, I thought the two drives by our offense to start the football game and come out with points was very, very important. When we got the ball, you know, to start, we went down there and scored, backing up the three and out. Uh, and then to start the third quarter when it's, you know, a one-possession game, we drive down the football field and watch Kaiser go about 48 or 49, whatever it was, for a touchdown. And it just sends the tone for the second half. Yeah, it's close, but, you know, obviously we're out in front. and You're going to have to come beat us if you want to beat us. We're not going to give it to you. That's what our kids did. They made them have to try to come beat us. Our kids turned around and made plays in the end, more plays to win. Final thought, Coach. Austin High obviously has been a, a game historically that Westlake has taken care of business on, but you add the added emotion of homecoming, and I'll give you the – the Todd Dodge transition opportunity. Homecoming is not for the people that are already here. You're already home. That's right. And I know that's a similar message that you're sending to your football team, but as a first-year head coach, I know you look at homecoming a little bit differently when it comes to the people that support this program, and I want to give you the opportunity to tell people what it means to the guys and to the coaches and to the family inside this field house and your extended family that football means a lot to a lot of people, and, and so does this place. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's it's a big Friday night, obviously, extravaganza here at Westlake. Every Friday night we have a home game. And it's more than just the 87 kids that are wearing, you know, that W on their helmet running out there. There's a band that uh, fills up the upper, you know, home side of our of our stands and provides us with great, obviously, music throughout and gives us some, some energy support. Then you look on the sidelines and you've got uh, cheerleaders doing flips all over the place and holding up a big run-through sign for our football team to be welcome on the field. And, um, and obviously cheering and getting the crowd up as the game goes along. And then you tied in the high line, provides obviously outstanding halftime entertainment to our fans. All those kids work so much. You know, those things don't just happen after, they don't just show up on Friday night and have a halftime performance. They practice all week. And for those kids to be able to showcase their talents, as well as our football players on the field, obviously that's what homecoming is all about. It's about their family and friends coming back to watch. It's about band alumni coming back to watch the new band. It's about former cheerleaders coming back to watch you know, the new wave of cheerleaders and, you know, all the people that have lived here in the Westlake Hills and that support our program throughout the years. 
to come back and watch our football team and watch those guys hopefully you know put a great product on the field and make everybody proud and at the end of the night hopefully there's a bunch of great performances by people in red white and blue and hopefully that scoreboard uh, has Westlake more points than Austin High and can celebrate a good week worth of work with uh, you know a victory on Friday told our boys this morning I had a good talk with Coach Dodge this morning he just said hey pass this message along to the kids and I just did here about 15 minutes ago was Take a step back and don't forget to enjoy, obviously, the grind that we're in right now. We only have three games left, guaranteed. We want that 11th game to be on our terms, and we want to set ourselves up to be in the best spot possible to have a 12th game. That means taking care of business to make sure that um, that 11th game gives us, uh, you know, the best uh, opportunity uh, to go, you know, play an opponent that hopefully we match up better against than somebody that uh, we might not if we decide to, you know, lose one or two or these next three games, and so... Our kids understand that. They understand they're at a 47-game win streak. They're trying to get 48. The stage is set. Our kids have had a great week of work. Uh, homecoming is here, but, you know, our kids aren't caught up in it. They understand that our job is to win the game. Um, and everybody else that will be a part of it, they'll get a chance to represent Westlake um, with energy and excitement that, that, that they bring every Friday night to a football game atmosphere. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Thanks, Joe.